welcome to the St. Paul Lakeland podcast, where we connect you to the life and focus of our church here in Lakeland, Florida. I've got Ken Sherman here, Director of Music, and my name is Nick Moss, Director of Christian Education. We are in our Advent series, and we are on week four, which is love, so we've done hope. That's right. Hope, peace, peace joy, joy, love. Right. Yeah, and we won't do one for Christ. Um because we don't Gotta. believe in doing one for Christ. <laughs> no, because we have the Christmas Eve service. <laughs> That's right. Sorry, I'm a little sarcastic. I'm actually That's wearing my sarcasm shirt today. Underneath your sweater. Yes. And so love is such a big topic. It's huge. Um, when it comes to, gosh, when you, when you say the word love um, and you ask somebody to define it, I mean, you, you, get, a, you get a million different answers. Um, so we want to focus in, though, on on what God is talking about love when it comes to the Advent Christmas season. Yeah. That's what C.S. Lewis, if, if anybody who's listening reads C.S. Lewis stuff, he calls it the, the divine love. Okay. Sometimes you hear about it in sermons about agape. If you're, if you're parsing out the different Greek words for it, it's that um, selfless kind of other seeking love. We looked at first John four as we were preparing for this. And if you want to try to stick, the word love in as many times as possible into a chapter in the Bible. First John four is, is a big one. It starts out, beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. Verse 10. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Mm. Propitiation. Yes. Big word. That's a big word. So if, if you're not sure what propitiation means, it's the act of kind of appeasing uh, deity. So in our context, it's the, it's the payment for the sins that, that, Jesus, that God's nature demands. Verse 10, in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us. Being very purposeful and saying, we didn't do anything to get God to save us, to send his son. It was God's gift to us, and God did all the work mm-hmm. to save us. And this is one of those theological points that can be um, that can divide congregations, that can divide yes. uh, groups of Christians. Yeah, it's in the cross denomination lines. The Lutherans aren't the only ones who believe this, but they very clearly believe. We very clearly believe that um, there is nothing that we can do to be a part of the salvation story until. God has saved us. Right. And as Lutheran Christians in our baptism, God comes to us in, in that, gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. We're just reminded again in the, in the Advent um, season that God loved us so much that he sent his only son and not just to send his son to a world to live amongst us and then go back to heaven, but to die, uh, be sacrificed. Mm-hmm. Which throughout the Bible, you know, you have those sacrificial stories. You know, you think of Abraham and Isaac, where God right. calls Abraham to um, love God, love me um, more so than your son, <laughs> and be willing to give up your your precious child who you had to wait for so long. Yeah, um, obviously, in well, that story, and, Abraham went to the point of almost sacrificing his son, and then God stopped him. Right, and it's that's a that's a story that's often used to to point to Christ. Isn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, there's so many reflections of the gospel in that story. You know, whether you assign the character of 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 God to uh, the role of Abraham being willing to give up his son 
mm-hmm. uh, whether you assign Jesus as the lamb or Jesus as Isaac. I mean, there's a lot of parallels there that we see um, with our faith. Absolutely. And so as we talk about love in Advent, one of the things that, that I tell, I tell a story to confirmation families, I, I've used this, um, we're trying to describe God's love for us, especially during Christmas, is, is picture a family, um, got a couple kids, you know, it's crazy around the holidays, they're getting ready for Christmas, and a week before Christmas, one of their, one of their teenage kids, um, I've got daughters, we'll say a teenage daughter, you know, she, she breaks a household rule and um, so much so that the parents say you're grounded for two weeks okay that's the punishment which is over christmas it's tough it's tough and maybe some of you have been grounded over christmas i don't know (laughs) um or have had to do the grounding or the the punishment over christmas it's not a fun time of year because you're trying to create joy and happiness and festivity you know and it's color color that and so picture you know the christmas eve service there's kind of some tension and you go into bed and you know, the, the daughter's still not happy with the family and mom and dad are trying to navigate that and wake up Christmas morning and everybody goes around the tree to, to unwrap Christmas presents and they start handing out, dad starts handing out the gifts and mom handing out the gifts to the kids and there's still the same amount of presents given to the daughter that that she was kind of expecting. And in her brain, she was thinking, why am I getting these gifts that doesn't... Um, you know, I thought I was, you know, grounded. And so she finally kind of speaks up and says, I don't deserve this. You know, I, I'm grounded and what I did was wrong and I'm sorry for that. And it's over Christmas. Why did you still get me all these gifts? And the answer from the parents is, well, honey, we love you. We want to give you good things. Yeah. And we're, <laughs> um, even though what you did was wrong and there's punishment for that, that doesn't stop our love for you. That doesn't stop us wanting to do good things for you. Right. And and so it is, we are giving you grace and we are going to continue. Uh, you don't deserve this. You know, your actions definitely don't deserve a Christmas present. <laughs> okay. And it, but, it, but we're still going to give it to you. Yeah. And it... it draws attention away from the transactional nature of yes. carnal life. I mean, just yep. everything about your and my life apart from our spirituality. If we just, if we kind of pretend like God doesn't exist and just look at the way life works, it's transactional. There's cause and effect. It's this giant cosmic chaotic machine. And yet when we, we as Christians, we know that there's so much more to it. And so we take away the transactional nature of it and point to this divine love that there is no, transaction to love it's just an act of grace it's an act of um generosity that we receive from god's hand and you know we, we see that in the per, in the coming of christ he was the he was the promise that all of old testament pointed to and so as this season of preparation of advent kind of points to the first coming of christ and the, the gift of our salvation that we we did not deserve right. we could not earn we right. were desperately in need of right and then we go, you know, back to that story. It's, um, you know, apply that to our our own life. It's like, God, I don't deserve this. And God goes, yeah, you're right. You don't. You do not deserve this, but I did it for you. Yeah. It's like and, God is love. Right. God is love. He's that perfect love. He's going to, uh, and, and obviously there's examples throughout the whole, whole biblical narrative of that continuing on today. 
I don't deserve God's grace, mercy, and forgiveness, yet he still gives it to me um, by his grace through Jesus Christ. And so as we go about living our lives as Christians, as followers of Jesus, we've been given that gift, and we've been called to give that gift of love mm-hmm. to those around us. Like, you know, again, First John 4, 7, let us love one another from, for love is from God. We are to love because Christ loved us. Right. So how do you do that in Advent? How do you how do, do that do at that? Christmas, Christmas time? <laughs> yeah. What does that look like? You know, as I, I think there's two things that come to mind uh, that we could talk about. One is the a little bit traditional view of talking about focusing on love and being intentional with love over the Christmas holiday. And it's great. I mean, it's, it's a good thing. Uh, and that's to go outside of your normal habits and find some way to volunteer and to give yes. and to, to express love into somebody else's life, uh, whether it's volunteering at a soup kitchen or, I mean, th- th- these are kind of the traditional things we talk about in nonprofit circles, sure. right? And those things are great. And I think there's another piece of it too, though, uh, that comes to mind as I think about just my kids interacting the other day and they were at each other's throats. They mm-hmm. were, um, not literally, but metaphorically. <laughs> well, Maybe a little literally. I don't know. I, know. I had my back turned a little bit. <laughs> and I kept telling them, I, I kind of kept coaching them within the moment to say, hey, you've got to not do that. You can't do it. And right. I recognized that that was not enough for this moment for them. They yep. needed something more. So so I drew them aside and you know, we, we had a conversation and some, some parental discipline sure. was involved. And, and I told them, I want you guys to give each other a hug. Mm-hmm. and stay there for a moment yeah. and just think about the fact that you love your brother. Yeah. And it was amazing to me that as soon as they let go of their frustrations with one another and just kind of entered into that attitude and that thoughtfulness of loving one another, their interaction completely changed. They were no longer at odds with one another, but they were on the same team trying to have a good play time together. And it wasn't this magical dad moment. It was just, right. we were able to turn their attention and that's into that love and, and as, so doing that in our lives right and so as we interact with people in our life during christmas season a lot of times you know you're together with people even though it's covid 19 you know people are still going to gather together with family um and there might be family that they don't necessarily like that much <laughs> <laughs> what but, yeah i know it's crazy but god calls us to be love and so what does that look like when we're around people that frustrate, or maybe we really like our family friends that we're around, yeah. but then we just, they're just there for a long time and they start to get on our nerves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how, how does that, or, or kids are home for two weeks cause they're not in school. Yeah. Right. And family, maybe somebody's working from home too. And so now, now kids are home and they, <laughs> and you're trying to work. <laughs> um, what does love look like? Yeah. And sometimes it does involve self-sacrifice, doesn't it? It does. Absolutely. Yeah. It it involves taking a moment to think, how can I do something for somebody else? Not because I'm good, (laughs) but because God was good to me. And now I'm going to replicate that for somebody else. Because I am both an imitator, a reflector of Christ, but I also am in essence sharing that same nature with Christ now as a Christian. Right. And so it's, you know, love is such a such a, a big word like we talked about at the beginning. And it's a challenge for us sometimes, I think, to act it out because we we use that word so flippantly, I, I love you. Yeah. And just like you were talking about your boys, uh, instead of saying, 
okay, boys, tell me, tell your, tell your brother you love each other. Now go play. You actually <laughs> have them right. dwell on that a lot right. more. And so maybe it's, it's also spending some time dwelling on how do I love those around me? Yeah. And spend some time in prayer going, okay, God, how do you want me to love this person? And spend some time in prayer on that. Send your Holy Spirit to give me wisdom on how I'm supposed to love this person yeah. in my life that maybe has been really hard to love. And maybe it's been really, they've been really hard to love. Either they've hurt me or maybe it's just I'm fed up with them because of actions that they've done that I don't agree with. Or they just have a personality that I really don't like. <laughs> and Nick, I really appreciate that you started just what you were saying, that practical, as we're talking about some practical things that you can love. Uh, you started that part of the conversation today with your prayer, because I think that asking the Holy Spirit to indwell that personal attitude is hugely impactful, and we don't need to forget that. Right. So I hope this has been helpful for those that are listening as we've gone through the the four words of Advent and hope to see people Christmas Eve. I know our church at St. Paul Lakeland is doing in-person worship as we're also doing online. And um, if you're listening, don't have a church home, obviously stpaullakeland.org slash engage. You can find out all the information about our worship services, or if you have another church home, I hope you'll take the opportunity to, to worship uh, during this Christmas season, whether it be in person or online. And as we head into the new year, we're excited to see what God brings in 2021 because we trust in his promises, mm-hmm. his word. Amen. That he's our hope, he's our joy, our peace, and our love. So God's peace. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas.